May 3rd. And as we look in the New Testament in today's reading, we'll be narrating from the book of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. And here's what we'll learn about. We'll learn about the birth from above. Now, in our first birth, we are born of the flesh and born of water. But in our second birth, we're born from above. In other words, we're born again and born of the Spirit. Our first birth leads to death. But our second birth brings eternal life. The new birth is a new beginning that results in newness of life. And we'll learn about our Savior who is from above. The scripture will plainly state it for us. Jesus is the Son of God come down from heaven. He is the serpent Moses wrote about. He is the Father's love gift. He is the light in a dark world. Like the serpent, he was lifted up and he died on a cross for the sins of the world. All who look to him, as in the olden days of Moses, they looked to that pole, the serpent on the pole, for healing. All who look to Jesus by faith receive eternal life. Now John's ministry was given to him from heaven. His task was to bear witness to Jesus. Jesus is the Word. And John was only a voice proclaiming the Word. Jesus is the bridegroom, but John was only the best man. John did no miracles, but his witness was used to win people to Christ, even after he was dead. Can you honestly say, He must increase, but I must decrease? Well, with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. May 3rd, John chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. After dark one evening, a Jewish religious leader named Nicodemus, a Pharisee, came to speak with Jesus. Teacher, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are proof enough that God is with you. Jesus replied, I assure you, unless you are born again, you can never see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, The truth is, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives new life from heaven. So don't be surprised at my statement that you must be born again. Just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. What do you mean? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, You are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things? I assure you, I am telling you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe us. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about the things that happen here on earth, how can you possibly believe if I tell you what is going on in heaven? For only I, the Son of Man, have come to earth and will return to heaven again. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so I, the Son of Man, must be lifted up on a pole, so that everyone who believes in me will have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. 
God did not send His Son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. There is no judgment awaiting those who trust Him. But those who do not trust Him have already been judged for not believing in the only Son of God. Their judgment is based on this fact. The light from heaven came into the world, but they loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. They hate the light because they want to sin in darkness. They stay away from the light for fear their sins will be exposed and they will be punished. But those who do what is right come to the light gladly, so everyone can see that they are doing what God wants. Hello everyone, this is uh, Jason, 4th Phase Braille House Coordinator. Uh, Brandon stopped by today and asked me to uh, share scripture that is uplifting and uh, something that's important to me. The scripture I chose is uh, Joshua 1.8, which is to uh, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, and then you'll be prosperous and successful. And what that means to me is to... uh, Always keep our eyes focused on Jesus, staying vertical, uh, stay true to His Word, and uh, not steering to the left or the right, but uh, if we all want success, and a lot of that is uh, worldly possessions and things that we think are success, but our success is true inner peace and following the Father. So that's it. Thank you. Galatians 6 verse 2. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. I find this scripture important to me because uh, we need each other. Uh, I, I wouldn't have been able to make it this far if it wasn't for my brothers, man. And I just want to give a good shout out to those who, you know, been sticking it out this far, this long. Just don't forget where you come from, and remember, man, we can't do this alone. Luke 5:31. Jesus answered them, It is not healthy people who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I often thought that I wasn't good enough for God, good enough for church, but I've come to find out that the only prerequisite to being a Christian is to be a sinner, and that's something that myself and everyone is very qualified for. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I find that when I'm trying to do things myself and I'm not strong enough to do them, which I never am, I turn back to this, um, and it always helps me get through whatever whatever I'm struggling with. All right, Isaiah 55, 8, and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth... So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The reason why this resonates with me is because it just happens to be with, like, die to self. And, you know, some days I have to realize that I need to put Abba Daddy first instead of myself first. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Uh, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. This is Ephesians 1, 17. Uh, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you may grow in your knowledge of God. I say this prayer every time I, I study the Bible. So that's one thing that helped me retaining the Bible because it took me a while at first. 
Uh, today I got something from uh, Romans 14.1. Accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it is right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will only eat vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. So it's kind of like with our walk in the refuge, uh, we're all different phases and different people and different ages and maturity levels and just, you know, just accept each other for who we are and uh, help us lift each other up. And that's just how I feel on that one. Today we're reading from Psalm 104, verses 1 through 23. Psalm 104 praises God for His fullness as Creator. Psalm 105, and we'll get to that, is uh, for His faithfulness as Redeemer, and Psalm 106, for His forgiveness as Savior of His people. How easy it is to take for granted the world that God has created. We see the blemishes, but not the blessings, and we often forget what kind of world God has given us. It is a place of greatness, no doubt. Not the greatest of man, but the greatness of God. Psalm 104, verses 1 through 23. Praise the Lord, I tell myself. O Lord my God, how great you are! You are robed with honor and with majesty. You are dressed in a robe of light. You stretch out the starry curtain of the heavens. You lay out the rafters of your home in the rain clouds. You make the clouds your chariots. You ride upon the wings of the wind. The winds are your messengers. Flames of fire are your servants. You placed the world on its foundation, so it would never be moved. You clothed the earth with floods of water, water that covered even the mountains. At the sound of your rebuke, the water fled. At the sound of your thunder, it fled away. Mountains rose and valleys sank to the levels you decreed. Then you set a firm boundary for the seas, so they would never again cover the earth. You make the springs pour water into ravines, so streams gush down from the mountains. They provide water for all the animals, and the wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds nest beside the streams, and sing among the branches of the trees. You send rain on the mountains from your heavenly home, and you fill the earth with the fruit of your labor. You cause grass to grow for the cattle. You cause plants to grow for people to use. You allow them to produce food from the earth, wine to make them glad, olive oil as lotion for their skin, and bread to give them strength. The trees of the Lord are well cared for, the cedars of Lebanon that He planted. There the birds make their nests, and the storks make their homes in the firs. High in the mountains are pastures for the wild goats, and the rocks form a refuge for rock badgers. You made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun that knows when to set. You send the darkness, and it becomes night. When all the forest animals prowl about, then the young lions roar for their food, but they are dependent on God. At dawn, they slink back into their dens to rest. Then people go off to their work. They labor until the evening shadows fall again. Proverbs 14, verses 20 and 21. 
The poor are despised even by their neighbors, while the rich have many friends. It is sin to despise one's neighbors. Blessed are those who help the poor.